Welcome to the Power Moves Only podcast. My name is Claudia Neilshaw and I'm a marketing educator and strategist. Over the last 10 years, I've empowered women like you across the business world to step into the most confident version of themselves through coaching and marketing consulting. Too many women are hiding their incredible message and skills from the world. It's my job to uncover your genius and help you make your next power move. Because women like you change the world and the world needs more of that. I'm here to help you elevate your voice and create your own daughter opportunity. So, are you ready? Welcome to episode 13, you absolutely gorgeous creatures. I hope you are having a beautiful day wherever you are listening to this episode. I'm really excited to be introducing the incredible Sammy Yeager. She is an entrepreneur, co-founder, integrator, coach, speaker, and author in the making. And she's also the co-host of the Date Forever podcast. After Sammy's life hit a crossroads, she hit the wall picked herself up again and began leaning into creating and living her own fueled up life, this time by design. Sammy is deeply passionate about how our relationships impact the quality of our lives. She is an advocate for the UN Global Goals and knows that we all have a role to play in creating a better world. If you are feeling like you are at a crossroads in your life, if you are sitting there thinking there must be more to what I'm doing right now, whether it's sitting at your desk, working on your business, whether it's, you know, getting up in the middle of the night with all your kids who won't sleep, whether it's on your commute to work thinking there has to be more than this. I think you're really going to enjoy this episode just as much as I did. Sammy Yeager, welcome to the Power Moves Only podcast. How are you? I'm so excited. I am so looking forward to this um, because I think one of the first times that we ever met was when you came on our show, the Date Forever podcast. So I'm really excited to be uh, some reciprocity here and coming on your show. I know. And do you know what? I reckon that you guys were one of the first podcasts that I was a guest on. It was way back during COVID. Mm. Um, And we connected 2020. I know that feels like a different lifetime. Absolute different life. Um, But I'm so glad we were connected and, you know, we've been in each other's world, business world, personal world. And so I'm really, really delighted to have you on as a guest. But Sammy, I would love you to um, tell everybody, who are you? What do you stand for? What is Sammy Yeager all about? So I am a very multi-passionate entrepreneur Uh, And that was probably very apparent to everyone else earlier in my life. Um, But I've really only kind of embraced it in the last couple of years and just uh, rolling with it. Uh, So I started my my grown-up career life really in project management, specialising in events. Um, And eventually I hit a ceiling. I hit a ceiling with how much I could earn, how much I could influence, um, and I really got quite stuck. Um, and I saw a career coach and did a lot of work on like, what were my transferable skills? What if, you know, what, if I was to pivot my career, where would I go? What could I do? What kind of organizations would I like to work for? What would they, um, what would the the valuable skills be? Um, and I realized that I could pretty easily pivot from um, event management and project management into team management and leading a team. Uh, so I landed a, a general manager role at a training and development company um, who worked with entrepreneurs and business owners. So they ran training programs for business owners. Um, and I loved it. Absolutely loved hanging out with those humans. 
loved the opportunity to get exposed to the content, the ideas, the mentors, really successful um, business people. But I also recognized that a lot of them were in a lot of pain a lot of the time. Um, especially as they were they were starting or they were going through um, personal hardship that was influencing their business or, or vice versa, their business hardship was influencing their personal life. Um, and I ended up leaving that, um, that role, that organisation, um, a big girl job, in quite a abrupt way. Um, I realised uh, a couple of things happened in that business and I realised I was no longer going to be there long term. And I felt pretty incongruent leading a global team uh, to a future that I knew I wasn't going to be part of. So I, I resigned with no plan uh, <laughs> and then uh, went overseas for a couple of months, did some freelance, did some project-based stuff. Um, my beautiful husband and I did an incredible Europe trip, spent a couple of months and he eventually had to go back to work, but I did not because I did not have a job. <laughs> so... <laughs> He went back to Australia and I went from Spain to Lombok, Indonesia, and then spent two weeks crying, <laughs> really, <laughs> um, because I I was so lost. I, you know, the, the job that I'd left, the career path that I'd left, I, I thought I was going to be there. I, I thought I had a clear vision of what my future was going to be. And I realized that I'd actually really loved freelancing and I'd love working for myself. And it, yeah, it had some challenges. And at the beginning, I, you know, there was no structure to the, the products I was offering, the services I was offering, the types of clients I was willing to work with. I just was leveraging my network of like, you know, what do they need and how can I help? Um, and I had a very established network because all of our clients were, were business owners. Um, so I spent those two weeks in Lombok, Indonesia, uh, really doing some soul searching because I, I was really unhappy. Um, I I had sacrificed a lot personally to to excel in my career. Um, I put a lot of time, money, and energy into the growth game, into growing that part of my life, nourishing that part of my life at the expense of a lot of other things, like including my relationship with myself, my relationship with my husband, my relationship with some of my my friends. Um, the way that my household was running, like our overall wealth and, and lifestyle, like that we might have been making some bank, but there wasn't a lot of lifestyle there. Um, and I really, yeah, had to ask myself a lot of questions. And then, yeah, I, I realized that I don't want to, I don't want a job. I'm not going back to Australia to get a job. I'm going to figure this business thing out. How cool. And I think, you know, it often takes those different turning points that are handed to us when it feels like we're not ready, whether that's um, in an organization that we're employed in and that, you know, they're making changes. And so it prompts you to reconsider and say, what does this look like for me? Or whether it's an overseas trip that widens your perspective about, you know, getting away from the day to day and getting back to the things that you really want when you were thinking about starting a business and working for yourself, what was your initial idea or perception of what you thought it would look like? So that that's probably something that hasn't changed. The the container of business has changed, but the the vision is work that matters um, with people that I like, no dickhead policy, um, when and where I want. So I'm really building towards being location agnostic. 
um, and not just um, being able to work remotely, but being able to work agile. So doing a lot of work that um, doesn't have to be remote. It doesn't require me to show up at a certain time at a certain place um, with certain people. Um, so that's that's the vision for the, the freedom. Um, and then there's obviously a financial element to that about how much money I want to make um, and not just make for me, but make so that I can make an impact in the world too. So when we get uh, money into the hands of women, they make really good decisions and I'm one of those mm. women. Um, so, but the container of that has changed a little bit. I've done some coaching, I've done some freelancing, I've done some more project-based stuff. I've had a double at online courses um, and I have another, I've now I've got, I went from zero businesses to three businesses. Um, <laughs> so, so one of them, uh, I have two other business partners and we have a, a talent pool of, of incredible leaders who we drop into businesses on a part-time basis. That's an incredible business that I get to work with lots of other people all across Australia, lots of different businesses and have a lot of impact. Um, and then I, yeah, I still do some um, coaching and freelancing for myself. And then the third business is uh, changing shape at the moment. Um, but it, it started as Fuel Collective and I'm now in the process of merging Fuel Collective and Sammy Yeager into one entity, which kind of loops back to that piece where everybody else can see that a multi-passionate entrepreneur and I should just show up as Sammy Yeager rather than trying to put them in these different buckets. And it's really interesting when you're someone who is multi-passionate and I would also identify as exactly that and you can question sometimes and saying, oh, do I have my fingers in too many pies or am I diverting and diluting my attention? But I think that particularly when you are an entrepreneur or a business owner, you have this incredible opportunity to leverage your skill set in a whole range of different spaces. And I often say to all all of the women that I work with, you have a really unique skill set, but it doesn't actually matter what the skill set is. It matters more about where you're applying it and how you're changing people's lives. And I think the common thread from knowing you and seeing the businesses that you run is about teaching people to be able to identify potential in each other and really peel back those layers and get to the core of what are we actually here to do, whether it's in our personal life, whether it's in our organizations, whether it's in our communities, what are we all here to do and how can we be as truthful and transparent about that as possible? Mm. So I think that's probably like the common thread across all of um, my businesses and the work that I've done even before I kind of had some awareness about it. But it, it really has been about how can we organize people um, to rally around a common goal, to set that goal and to go about achieving it. Because even in the events world, that's exactly what it was about, was like bringing all of these people together into the same place at the same time so that they can learn something to then go and apply to their, set a goal and apply it to their, their business. Um, but yeah, so I do now do that with uh, leadership teams and obviously within my own business um, and individuals as well as I get clear about what is it that you really want to do or achieve or have or experience um, and what do we need to do to make that happen? When we talk about the things that we want to achieve in our life or in our business, um, sometimes people find it really hard to look 10 years ahead and say, Mm -hmm. this is where I want to be, this is who I want to be, this is what I want to be doing. And trying to peel that back to, you know, even like a one-year, a three-year, a five-year trajectory 
can be challenging because I don't think we're very used to being super present in what do I want out of this experience? How do you help people get really clear on what they want out of life? Yeah. So I think we often approach those things um, from the outside in as opposed to the inside out. And what I mean by that is that we only ever want something or desire something because of a a feeling that it's going to evoke in us or a feeling that we would like to feel more of. Um, So, yes, uh, you might want the handbag. Um, I'm just using an arbitrary item. Um, but, but why do you want that? What is that handbag, buying that handbag or carrying that handbag or using that handbag? What What is that going to feel like? What What is it that you're really chasing um, there? Is it is it status? Is it a sense of luxury? Is it a sense of significance or importance? Or is it a sense of like I made it and that's what I made it looks like um, for you? So I think sometimes we forget like ask about asking, well, why do I want that thing? What is it, the, the feeling that I'm trying to create? So when I we're talking about like 10-year goals, I think mm. sometimes we can get a little bit stuck in the tactical as opposed to like, well, how do I want to feel? Yes. And so, you know, for example, if people are asking themselves that question, like how do I want to feel? And I even think about my own answers to those questions. And mm. I think I want to wake up every day. I want to feel healthy and mm. energetic and vital. And I want to feel a deep sense of um, happiness and connection to the things around me. But when I look at that in isolation, sometimes it can feel a little bit far-fetched of like, is that the reference point that I'm going to use when I make decisions in my business, in my life? How do we kind of go to that next layer of like digging beneath the surface of what those higher values mean? Yeah, that's a good question. So I think that um, there's a few things that you sort of touched on there about like um, even being able to identify the feelings, like having the literacy mm. to say like, let's look at the feelings wheel and go, there's, well, I don't know, there's thousands of feelings um, and being able to go, well, which one do I really want to feel and tap in um, bigger than I just want to feel happier. I want to feel um, alive or energized. Um, and then thinking about what, how, what, what are the times in your life or in your business or in your relationships that you felt those things before? And what is your like recipe for success for creating those things for yourself? Because I'm sure if I wanted to evoke excitement in you now, you could probably tap into a memory or an experience that you've had where you were beyond excited. Um, I know you've recently got engaged. Maybe it was then that you felt <laughs> really really excited um so you felt those things before so you do have a a recipe or a way of achieving them and I think it's about um getting a bit more curious about the your your process to achieving that does that make sense it it definitely does and I think it's a really great um encouragement for people to yes be curious but also not afraid to dig a little bit deeper and also to look for the evidence of Exactly as you said, like when have we felt this way in our lives previously? Um, when, you know, did I feel a deep sense of satisfaction, success, um, you know, financial freedom? My I, my question would be, you know, what if people haven't felt that before? What if they're trying to look for evidence that perhaps hasn't been created yet? I think that's hard to... 
I think most of us have felt most feelings. Mm. Um, I think it's probably more about uh, having an attachment to exactly uh, what you want it to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes that gets us, our, our expectations can really get in the way, like having a, a really fixed expectation of how something's going to look or go or happen or a way somebody else is going to behave and we get really attached to it being a certain way mm-hmm. and when it doesn't arrive in that certain way um, it can, can be disheartening um, but I think if you can tap into your 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 life's worth of experiences your life's worth of moments like we have moments all day every day some of them more memorable than others but there's an experience or a feeling that you want to evoke go way back go to childhood and if it's not childhood whenever you observed it in someone else whenever you observe someone else feel really elated or really uh joyful or playful or at ease or relaxed um there's a there's a full spectrum of, of feelings. I find it hard to believe that when as we move through the human experience, that you haven't either experienced it for yourself or seen someone else experience that feeling. And again, I think it's having the courage to dig deeper and not be afraid to say, like, if I if I really had to get beneath the surface and hang out there, in, even if it feels a little bit uncomfortable, mm-hmm. what might you discover about yourself? And I know in you know, the work that you do and the way that you live your life, the relationship with self is incredibly important to how you want to operate, the philosophies that you Mm -hmm. share. Can you tell me a little bit about what your relationship to self looks like and how other women can nurture that relationship with themselves? Yeah, absolutely. That was one of the biggest things that I reflected on and journaled on uh, while I was crying in Indonesia (laughs) was how much I had damaged my own relationship with self. Um, You know, when was the last time I had uh, been to the beach with no agenda? When was the last time I had um, really spent quality times with my friends? When was the last time I, I had been pole dancing? When was the last time I'd baked a cake? When was the last time I'd gone to the florist and picked out flowers and made an arrangement for myself? Like things that I had historically done that really were nourishing and gave me fuel. Um, I, I had abandoned a lot of those parts of self and I had um, and sort of found myself in a position I found myself because I made decisions um, where everything about in my life had been about efficiency, uh, productivity, output, um, gain, what am I achieving, um, what am, where am I growing? Um, and it was about recognising, like, okay, yeah, it might take you a few hours to bake the cake and it might end up costing more than if you just went and bought one. But it's actually not about the finished product of the cake. It's actually about that being a really um, beautiful process that I drive pleasure from. Whereas I'd sort of found myself in like, well, that I could just outsource that. I could just, mm. so it's by in the pursuit of uh, efficiency, productivity, I'd sucked a lot of joy out of my own life and um, my relationship with myself had really, really suffered. And like, I couldn't really think of a time where I'd like gone out, gone and taken myself for a coffee or a meal on my own and really just been in my own company. So I have vowed to take care of myself and take care of my relationship with myself because I, I know and I believe that 
my relationship with myself sets the tone for every other relationship that I have, whether or not that's with my beautiful husband, Nathan, whether or not that's with my business partners, whether or not that's with my family or my friends or my colleagues or even my strangers. The way that I show up is um, very indicative of how my relationship with myself is and how full that tank is. So I've gone about, yeah, really prioritizing that relationship with self. And that, that by no means has been easy, but that's been about learning boundaries, about getting curious about what I really do need. What are those needs and how do I go about meeting them in a resourceful way rather than a destructive way? Um, and, it, yeah, it really does underpin how I do life. But I think it's a wonderful, you know, compass to return to when, we do feel off kilter or we feel lost or we feel like we're not connected to the things that we're doing, actually returning self and to self and saying, am I honoring the things that make me feel great? Mm -hmm. Um, And being able to audit that and say, you know, even things as simple as, am I drinking enough water? Am I getting enough sunshine? Am I moving my body in a way that makes me feel really great instead of, Am I waking up in the morning and I'm scrolling my phone and I'm drinking 68 coffees and I'm at my desk by seven and I'm smashing it all day, but I feel miserable. I'm not making money. Mm-hmm. Actually getting really clear on what I like to call, you know, the list of things that I do when I am my most confident, vibrant self, mm-hmm. drinking great, you know, drinking water, swimming, playing golf, being with my friends reading. And then what am I doing when I'm not my most confident, vibrant self? All those other things I listed before. So all of those things that you just listed, you do all of those things to create a feeling, right? That you mm. you do golf because it creates a feeling. Yeah. Of, or I shouldn't say you do golf, you play golf. Yeah, I do the golf. <laughs> you do the golf um, because it creates a feeling. So somewhere in there, you have a recipe for evoking certain feelings that you want to feel more of. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think there's that real ownership and responsibility that every individual needs to take to um, take care of and respect their own needs. And I often say to the people that I love, what are you doing to meet your own needs at the moment? Because we can look elsewhere. We can look at our partners. We can look at our family. We can look at our workplace, our friends and say, why aren't you showing up for me and being everything that I need you to be? And I think definitely in um, often a romantic setting, which um, I know you and I are massive friends of uh, friends and fans of (laughs) Esther Perel, who speaks about, we look at our romantic partners as the people who need to give us everything that traditionally an entire village would give us Mm -hmm. food, protection, love, safety, connection, fun, joy, um, and trying to rely on one person to meet all of those expectations can often be the opposite of the recipe for success. It becomes the recipe for disaster. Um, And so many of those things that we ask of our partner are like from polarity as well. It's like, I want you to be my safe place to crash, but I also want you to push me to to grow and to get self-actualized yeah self-actualized um you know or I want you to be um my my confidant but I also want you to be my cheerleader right I also want you to yeah to 
go out and, and experience new experiences with me but I also want you to be my stable person who sits on the couch and mm. there's like the the list of requests that we have for um, other people but also for ourselves is is huge um and like you said the village which is why I think when I was going through that self-reflection of um you know being in a really not great place with my relationship with myself and my relationship with my my friends is like I want those people in my life. The quality of our relationships is a huge influencer on the quality of our our overall life. Um, so I want to I want to have those beautiful, vulnerable, open, connected relationships with with my friends, so that they can meet some of those needs, and I can meet some of their, their needs as well, and not just have one one bucket that I'm expecting to to drink from, or one well that I'm hoping to drink from. And I think when we release those expectations of having one person meeting all those needs, you also create opportunity and space for other people to show up for you yeah. um, in a way that you might not have expected before. Um, and I love that idea of, you know, exactly doing the things that invoke evoke a feeling. And I'd love to know from your perspective and in the business and the life that you're creating, what are you trying to tap into at the moment yeah. for that's going to give you that um, that next evolution of what your life looks like. Yeah. So for me, the things that I'm trying to move um, towards to have more of in my life is freedom and flexibility. Like that is just so valuable to me. Like I um, I could be offered more money to do a lot of things, but if it compromises that freedom and flexibility to to the tipping point where I um. I feel like trapped or um, suffocated in any way. It's like, oh, all of that just sounds awful to me. So I try and make decisions that um, for me and my life that allow more, more freedom, more flexibility, more agility. It's not that I don't want to work. It's just I want to work when I choose. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to move um, towards more kindness and compassion, um, not just um, for myself, but for other people as well. I'm trying to create more of that in my life. Um, and I'm trying to create more impact and impact is a bit of like a, a wishy-washy kind of term. But when I'm talking about impact, it's like I want to have impact on the lives of the people that I know and the lives of the people that I don't. So I'm a huge advocate for the United Nations Global Goals. Um, if you haven't heard of them, there's 17 of them and they are effectively like the world's biggest problems. They're the 17 things that as a, a world, as a population, as one earth, we need to go get to work solving. Um, so for me, I really want to continue to do work that has contribution and purpose and, and moves the needle on some of those goals. Um, I'm really passionate about our gender equality and our reducing inequalities um, and education, um, mostly education because it allows us to lift up people, uh, communities and countries up out of that poverty line, which um, is not, I, I think, where any of us want to be. No, and I think actually having a framework as powerful as um, those 17 goals, and you actually introduced me to those goals way back when, when we first met, yeah. um, you shared those goals with me. And when I was uh, rebranding my business, I was really looking and saying, what what do I actually want to achieve here? Again, like mm -hmm. getting a little bit deeper and saying, ultimately, what do I want to deliver? And the two goals that we focus on um in my business is gender equality and quality education and specifically making that 
incredible education, more accessible and more transparent to women all over the world. And exactly as you said, when you put money in the hands of women, when you give women resources, you teach them, they go and make enormous rippling impact and effect in their community. Um, and I think we're we're very aligned in how we're showing up in that sense of what's what's the North Star? What's the North Star here? And I think those goals are a great place to start. Yeah. And we started we start the episode talking about like making money. And that's a big part of it for me is that if I had, um, if I stayed in employment and I had a job, there's, that's, there's a ceiling somewhere to what I can earn as an employee. Whereas taking the power move, making the power move, um, to become a business owner and change that ceiling and my ability to, to earn um, more money and make more money is so that I can make more impact. Because um, I, I, I currently give um, regularly to a whole range of projects that are aligned with local goals, but that's something that I is really important to me. I want to do more of. You were speaking just then about, you know, the power move of becoming a business owner, you know, power moves and being able to, being able to make money to give to more of the causes that really drive our passion and the reason that we get up every morning. But I would love you to share with us, what's a power move that you have made a little more recently in your life or in your business that you'd like to share? I've got two for you. So I, I, I alluded earlier that I'm taking two of my businesses and uh, combining them into one. So Fuel Collective and San Diego Consulting are becoming one big umbrella of um, Sammy Yeager and that has been a mental head trash game um, mm. for me to talk about something that was outside of myself as a business as a standalone thing and um, then take it and be like okay no the, the business is me people do actually buy from me because it's me <laughs> um, and I think surprise, that was a, <laughs> surprise. yeah I know that sounds probably sounds very silly to uh, someone like yourself, Claudia, who's like, no, what you practice and you preach, right? It's like people, people want to buy from people, um, mm-hmm. not from businesses. So embracing that and wrapping that into one identity, it's um, it's a rebranding work in progress, but I'm I'm committed to doing it. Um, and it's also simplified my life in a lot of ways. Like rather than operating two separate, um, like financial entities too, is that I have the opportunity to simplify some things and have less subscriptions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, as business owners, we've got too many of those. Um, so that was a, that's a really big power move. I, I feel like I'm in the middle of making. Um, and it is. It's giving me that autonomy to show up more holistically um, as one person as opposed to, like, you know, feeling like I'm forever changing hats depending on what who I'm talking to, what audience I'm trying to connect with. It's just like, you know, uh, Sammy Yeager and I want want people and business owners live a really beautiful fueled up life and how they do that is about getting intentional whether or not that's with their their leadership teams or the goals that they're setting um, or the relationships that they have want you to live a really beautiful fueled up life so that's one power move (laughs) and then the other is that I want to do more speaking I I want to um, show up in spaces to have more influence have more impact Um, I've been to some incredible uh, as an event manager you know had the grace of spending a lot of time with some really talented professional speakers I feel like I'm ready I'm almost ready Um, so that's the power move is that I've booked a retreat um, to learn from two incredible mentors about building my my own speaking business Um, it's 
couple of days interstate, so flights, accommodation, the retreat, all of that before, um, yeah, technically ready, ready. So big power move. You're ready. Two massive power moves. And I think sometimes those big moves can happen at the same time. And, you know, it, it might sometimes seem like we're in a stasis or things aren't moving. And then suddenly once it starts moving, it's because you're ready for it. There's, there's that amazing quote of like, um, you wouldn't have the opportunity if you weren't ready. Yeah. And being able to identify that and say, like, le- like let's move here. Let's make, yes. let's make this happen is again about that incredible journey to sure get to some sort of destination, but you're really just still going on the journey of discovering what works for you so that you can live that fueled up life and you can have that fueled up business. Yeah. And that's the that's the like the teacher arrives when the student is ready. So yeah. these two these two teachers who are hosting this retreat, um it, one of them is Keith Abraham, who was the very first guest on our podcast and he backed me and supported me and encouraged me before we'd launched the show. And I'll I'll be forever very grateful. He's an incredible professional speaker um, who talks about goal setting. And then the other mentor is uh, Andrew Griffiths, who's published, I don't know how many books Andrew's published. It's well over 30 or 40 now. And he coaches other business owners on how to write and put their books out into the world. So I knew these two humans. I saw that they'd put this retreat together. I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like dumb. We've got to jump. Let's do yeah. it. Put it on the credit card and let's do it. Yeah. It's out. Yeah. Yeah. Invest in your yourself and expand um, because the opportunity is there and you are ready for it, which I just think is so cool. Sammy, tell me where people can find you. They want to connect with you. They want to learn everything there is to know about living a fueled up life. Um, so my home on the internet is sammyager.com um, and you'll find me on Instagram. That is the most active platform of mine. Um, so I'm on there as Sammy somewhere because I'm always somewhere. Um, so I'm Sammy with an I and Jaeger, J-A-E-G-E-R. And I look forward to connecting, slide into my DMs. Podcasting is one of these weird mediums where you never really know if something that you've said has resonated and you don't get to see the audience. So if um and I said the same for you, Claudia. Like if people love this episode or any episode, please reach out to the host. Like it's such a treat to hear those um little tidbits of feedback and please reach out. And all of those um details are in the show notes. Um I love interviewing incredible women on the Power Moves Only podcast. Sammy is one of them. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I so appreciate it. And I can't wait to see you soon. Thanks for having me. This episode of the Power Moves Only podcast has been brought to you by the Power Moves Club, a membership for women in business who want to learn, grow and connect together. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you loved it as much as I did. Thank you for being along this journey. I can't wait to bring you more. Have an amazing day.